Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on. Until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Truly do appreciate you making us part of your day. It is time for the most hotly participated in um, contest we have ever had. We have ever had. It is the upset pick challenge and your upset picks are now live. Of course, we've got the host of the best college football show in America, Josh Pate, joining us in the very, very next segment of the show. We look forward to that. I am down to two picks for my upset pick of the week. Uh, You guys should be wanting to gravitate toward me now because I am like butter because I'm on a roll. Rest in peace to the late, great Stuart Scott for that one. Um, And, my friends... It is your chance to get your upset picks in. You can give us a ring at 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-F-A-N-F-O-N-E. That's 844-326-3663. And the carpro.com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word FAN, and away you go on the show. Upset pick challenge. Here we go. John G. is already getting in. Southern Cal plus 15 at Oregon. Mongo. Mongo, I did my best to talk you out of it, man. You know the saying, can lead a horse to water. Uh, Taking Georgia Tech plus 14 over Clemson. Uh, Guys, listen, you know, you can can only hold your kid's hand for so long. You know, at some point you got to let go. Uh, Trey in Kentucky is going Kentucky over Alabama for 10 and a half points. I think this upset pick just may happen. Just may happen. Another texter says, if we can beat Vandy, our bowl eligibility hinges on the Kentucky game. We have to beat them, though, for Clemson to matter. Um, No, texter, you have to go 6-6 and to make the bowl game. So your bowl eligibility, you have to to run the table in order to go 6-6 and this year. Uh, People don't understand how good Clemson's defense is this year because the offense has repeatedly put them in terrible situations. Terrible situations. Um, 
with disastrous turnovers. Notre Dame has the number seven ranked total defense in the nation. If you look at Clemson's next three games, Georgia Tech is 126th, North Carolina is 81st, and South Carolina is 118th. 100%. You know, somebody just said to me on Twitter, Texter, did you see Clemson's second-half performance? You know, saying, because I said that Georgia Tech, I don't think, has a chance to beat them. And uh, yeah, I said, yeah, did you see that Clemson was playing against Notre Dame's defense? Show me the show me the rest of the games against Notre Dame's defensive caliber, please. Right. Texter continues. If Clemson just avoids the killer turnovers, their offense will likely look much improved. These final three games based on the collective weakness. All right, my friends, it is time to uh, update you with our upset pick standings right now. Uh, and big thanks to uh, Dan B. for getting these in early and often for you right now. Uh, tech, Check this out, though. Uh, let's see. Dan B. tells me Joe D. was close to losing his lead to Pat McAfee. Then Brandon, at the end of the night, uh, shot up the board to tie Joe D. for the lead. Kevin H. picked Army to upset Air Force he was the biggest getter, the biggest mover and shaker of the week. He added 17 and a half points, uh, likely Kevin Hines. So, Kevin, congratulations there, my friend. That sounds like somebody picking with their heart and just getting crazy lucky. That's it, man. That is it. Okay. Uh, here we go, my friends, with the updated standings. In 49th place, we've got Commander Reed with a point and a half. 48th, JT and Greer, three points. 47th, Brandon Burnett, three and a half. 46th, my old man Pops has got four points. 45th place, we've got Just Jess with four and a half. 44th place, Cowboy Noel with five. 43rd place, Nathan R. with five and a half. Diesel, this is unbelievable. 42nd place, Diesel has six. 38th place, Mark Ryan has six and a half. <laughs> Woo, man, we are in a race to the bottom. Oh, yeah. You're bragging about hitting three in a row, and you've got six and a half points. Uh, Rodney Mintz <laughs> has six and a half. John G has six and a half. Wolverine Joe has six and a half. Hurricane Jeff has seven in 36th place. So does John Corley, seven points in 36th place. In 35th, we got Thomas Hell with eight. 33rd place, we got a tie with former champion Michigan J. Todd and Mongo both have nine. J-Rock has 10 points in 31, 31st place, tied with Emerson M with 10. Uh, we also have a tie at 29th place between Buckeye, Brian, and Will G. Both of them have 10.5 points. Reese Davis is in 28th point place. Reese Davis is in 28th place with 11 points. E. Thoughty in 24th. Gamecocks forever in 24th with 12.5 points. Then we go to the top half. We've got Mark L.O. Ducks also with 12 and a half. J.C. with 12 and a half. Now up to 22nd place we go. I feel like when I'm doing this, I'm like a horse racing accommodator. No sex, please. Down the, down, the, down the fair stretch and down the stretch they come. No sex, please. By a nose. 22nd place, we've got Isaac and Scotty Mack with 13 points. 21st place, we've got dead sexy Roger Carper, 13 and a half points. 20th place, we have Delvin with 15 points. In 19th place, we've got Kelly Ford with 15 and a half points. 18th place, Kevin H, 18 and a half. 17th place, Brandon Gibson with 19 points. 
16th place, we've got Dan B. with 19.5 points. 15th place, Logan Simpson, 20.5 points. 13th place, tied for it. We've got Justin L. and Lee Corso. How about Lee Corso? Kicking our tails at the age of 110. This is incredible. 22.5 points. Gold Rush is in 12th place with 23 points. Josh Payne is just outside the top 10. He's got 23.5 points in 11th place. Now to the top 10, we've got Stanford Steve at 24. Delano, the truck driver, at 25. He's in uh, ninth place. In eighth place, we've got Madcraft, who got six points picking against my Gators last week. Speaking between clenched teeth over here. In seventh place, we've got Sherb with 28 and a half points. Sixth place, Minor 49er. Minor 49er has 29 points. In fifth place, the Leprechaun of Lyman, 29 and a half points. Fourth place, former leader Kyle D has 31 points. Pat McAfee is in third with 33.5. And we've got a tie for first, my friends. Brandon and Joe D are at 40. They are at 40 freaking points. Can I get an amen for those guys? I'm going to have to search your houses for a Gray's Sports Almanac because y'all have got the answers. You How do. are you doing this? You do. You know, Diesel, like these guys, they know like the most obscure injury, you know, like when Army's playing Air Force. They they they, they know it all. They know it all. Uh, let's see here. Texter says Josh Pate is liking the upset pick contest slightly more this year, he feels. Texter says Florida International plus 10.5 over Middle Tennessee State. So says Wolverine Joe. A to the MFJ. Diesel, I greatly appreciate that he writes that in a way that I can say it on the air. Tulane, Tulsa over Tulane, plus 22. You know, Diesel, there's, there's a fair point, okay? And one of the biases that I think helps you, although by looking at the standings, Diesel, not very much, helps you in this upset pick is there's a theory that Las Vegas doesn't spend as many as much time on the group of five games. All these guys picking Missouri over Georgia last week, too. Yeah. Well, that's a wasted pick. Sure. That's a, that's a waste of time. But how, how much time do they really spend on Tulsa Tulane, right, on making sure do they spend the nitty-gritty of that line? Folks have told me you can make a lot of money on Group of Five football. Well, you know, again, not, the, not that my expertise is worth anything right now. I've only got six points. I'm in 42nd place. But I like to pick games that I think I have at least a smidge of a knowledge base on. You know, I, I look at the analytics. I look at the FPI. I look at yards per game and how good their defense is. But, like, I don't know anything about the Mountain West. Like, so it would be a purely a guess, purely based on the numbers. So I don't, I don't get a sense of a feel for any of these games. So that's why I tend to pick my own conference. There you go. So how about this? Right after the Mongo pick of Georgia Tech over Clemson, which, a, which is a very Homer Gamecock pick, we've got Spur Daddy, a fellow Gamecock fan. Here's his upset pick. Vanderbilt over South Carolina. So says a Gamecock fan. Why, Spur Daddy? <laughs> why? That is hilarious. JT and Greer says Mark picks Clemson. Kiss of death. JT, listen, we live in a very different world than we lived in a week ago. I am hitting my picks now. 
I am hitting my picks now. There you go. Uh, all right, Diesel. It is time for you to make your pick for the day. We've revealed them to you. Uh, as soon as I have the graphic, I will be posting it uh, on uh, on Twitter and Facebook for you guys today. But we do have the updated standings, and we want to thank Dan B. for that. Diesel, what do you got? Before I get to my pick, I want to find out what Delvin's pick is because I may want to change mine on the fly. He's much <laughs> better at this game than I am. Delvin, what do you got this week? Well, I'm sorry for last week, guys. Um, I don't know. What, I don't know what it is about Halloween, but I'm, I'm, always, I'm always sick on Halloween. I can hardly speak. Are you week. eating Halloween candy right now, Delvin? Tell yeah, the truth. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to make up for lost time. <laughs> it, it, it does feel that way. It does feel yeah, that way. Yeah, I'm trying to make up for lost time, yeah. man. Cause I was, I mean, I, I, man, I couldn't talk last week, man. Was, I don't know what's about Halloween and the holiday. I'm always sick, but I've been looking at a lot of games this week. One game that's still, I mean, is Arkansas State at South Alabama. South Alabama is not. I don't know why they don't let them have point favorite. They're not the same team that they were last year when they played against Troy. And Bush Jones turned Arkansas State around a little bit. I'm going, I'm going to give them fighting Bush Jones plus 11 and a half over South Alabama. Diesel, D- D- Delvin, heck of a pick. Heck of a pick. You feeling lucky today, Delvin? Yeah, I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a whole lot better than I was last week. I don't remember saying your name here, Delvin. Where are you on the upset pick standings? You're in I 20th. Think I, I think 20th. you said my name. You said, I, I, think, so. I, mean, I think I'm number 20 or something 20th. like that. I think. Yeah, you're in 20th place. That's not a bad yeah. pick. Diesel, that is one yeah. of the five games that I've been considering. What's crazy is that is my pick. That is your, wow. that is my pick. Delvin and I are in a mind meld right now, and Delvin, you've just made me more confident in, the, in that pick. How All about right, that? Man. Yeah, I'm glad to be feeling better, guys. I, don't see, <laughs> I mean, last week I wanted to call in, but I couldn't. But I lost my voice and everything. We're oh, glad you're feeling too better. You're, we're yeah. glad you're feeling better too, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, we're, Thanks we, so much yeah Delvin, we are glad you're feeling better. I mean, I had looked at a couple different games. I'd looked at at Duke UNC. I understand that Duke has really fallen off, but UNC is is a roller coaster of a team right now. Also, I'd looked really closely at West Virginia plus thirteen at Oklahoma State. I liked Iowa State at BYU plus seven, uh, but uh, but that Arkansas State South Alabama game, uh, I've got it at plus twelve, and that's coming off of ESPN.com. Uh, but Arkansas State has put up seventy one points in their last two games. South Alabama has scored just 30 in their last two games. So both of those have been losses. So Arkansas State's on a roll right now. I don't know what they've found, but they're on a roll, and South Alabama has fallen off. This is the same South Alabama that absolutely punked Oklahoma State earlier in the season, and they have fallen off in a big way over the last couple of weeks. It is unexplainable, but Delvin, I'm with you. I'm going the Red Wolves. Over the, over the Jaguars of South Alabama. Spurdetti says, Mark, my Gamecocks almost lost to basically an FCS team last week, so what makes me think they can beat any SEC team at this point? Spurdetti, you must not have been listening earlier in the show because Kelly Ford told us that the James Madisons of the world, the Jacksonville States, the very top teams of the FCS are actually pretty good, probably top 40 FBS teams. Vandy's not a top 40 FBS team. Jacksonville State might be. Right. So, you know, like Gamecocks and a lot of these metrics, they're ranked in the 40s. Um, I don't I don't I, I think Jacksonville State would beat Vanderbilt right now. Yeah. And, and I appreciate Kelly Ford for backing me up <laughs> and helping me dispel your stupid little jab that James Madison is doing this. This makes your conference look really bad. Uh, he, Kelly Ford has said that the Sunbelt 
is potentially the best group of five country in America, uh, conference in America right now. They've got a bad bottom end, but every conference has a bad bottom end. So you can't really use that as a uh, point of argument. But the Sun Belt is better than it's been, and James Madison is just that good. I mean, I think they, you know, there's, there's a lot in life with timing. How many times have you ever asked out the girl that you liked? And, oh, man, she just got out of a relationship, so she's not ready to start dating again. Or you asked her out right after she'd just been asked out by somebody else. Timing really, really matters in life. And James Madison decided to make the move up at exactly the right time, and they've got just a stellar, stellar roster. And they got a great basketball program, too. They just knocked off Michigan State the other night. Diesel, I will tell you this. I think both things can be true. I think it, both things can be true in that uh, the top of the FCS might be oh, I agree. a borderline top 25 team and the fact that it looks bad that an FCS school is winning the league. I, I agree that the top end of the FCS is really, really good. I mean, you in any league, if you've got the best coaches, if you've got the best players in a division, you're going to be elite. I mean, that, that's just a fact. You, you, can't, you can't deny that. So, uh, you know, elite FCS teams – can definitely be top 40, top 50 FBS teams. Absolutely. All right. Up next on the show, Josh Pate joins us. Advice for Shane Beamer? We'll ask Josh next, right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offside. It's Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Um, you really appreciate guys, guests like Josh Pate, who like, I got to tell you something, man. Um, he really, like he doesn't do us a solid every single week. He absolutely does. But on Saturday, uh, remember he had food poisoning a week ago and he didn't have his voice as a result of the food poisoning. And um, he wasn't doing media all week. And he couldn't do our hit last week because he didn't have his voice. He couldn't do his shows last week because he didn't have his voice. So, like, I dared on Friday, and I said, Josh, I know you're going to be at Alabama LSU tomorrow. Uh, Any chance I can squeeze eight minutes with you, nine minutes with you? Uh, And he says, I'll see what I can do. And he actually, at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, hunted down a security guard, said, I need to find a quiet place. The security guard laughed at him. And Diesel, correct me if I'm wrong, man. The um, the the human biology, the small intestine is lower than the large intestine. Is that right? 
Like in terms of like where things are in our bodies. Okay. I think they're all jumbled up in there. They're together. all jumbled up together. Yeah. So uh, so Josh told me he ended up being deep in the bowels of Bryant Denny Stadium, and I said, "You're in the small intestine." Wonder if you found Lemmy Winks in and, there. And essentially, yeah, a, a broom closet doing eight minutes with me on CBS Sports <laughs> Radio, which just meant the the absolute world to me. Like I was the, I, I believe I was the first media he did after coming back, and it just meant the world. And today, Josh Pate texted me and he said, "Mark, I should be able to do our hit today." But I'm in New York doing a bunch of stuff, and I just uh, just want you to be uh, aware uh, that um, that that might not be the case. Okay, so all of that, all of that is to say that I do believe we have Josh Pate right now from the Late Kick Show. Um, for my money, the best college football show in the country. My main man's doing some stuff in New York City, and you just heard the story of the solid Josh did for me from Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, Josh, what brings you to New York, man? Bring us there. Sh- tell us what yeah, you're experiencing, uh, what you're doing. Oh, I'm about to bring you there. Okay, so for the listeners there, the last time Mark and I spoke, it was an hour before kickoff of LSU Alabama, and I had Bryant-Denny Stadium security find me some remote cave within the building I didn't know existed so I could get a quiet spot. And what if I told you, Mark Ryan, that the situation I'm in now is even more interesting because I am in the bowels of CBS World Headquarters here in New York. We're about to do Inside College Football tonight, but Paramount owns us all, and Paramount also owns Nickelodeon. And I am standing, I kid you not, around all the sets of the old Nickelodeon shows that I watched growing up, and it's a little too much to process right now. i got to be honest. I'm a little starstruck. Wow. So what was your all-time favorite Nickelodeon show, Josh? I'm when Are You Afraid of the Dark Guy. That's 9.30 Eastern time, Saturday night. They called it SNCC. And it, to me, it was the pinnacle of terror. Like, I didn't know who Stephen King was, but I knew what Are You Afraid of the Dark was. That one, for my money, was the best thing they ever produced. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Josh, this was not on Nickelodeon, but were you or Diesel either a, a, a guy for this show? Like, this was my childhood growing up, Double Dare with Mark Summers. Do you remember that? Oh, it was Loved on it. Nickelodeon. Who told you oh, that wasn't oh, on Nickelodeon? Oh, I, I, I didn't remember that it was on Nickelodeon. I never wanted to That's shove my amazing. hand up a giant nose so bad. I know, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and remember, when they incorporated something affectionately referred to as the pie coaster, they glorified pastry to the face unlike any other show i've ever seen (laughs) that's one of the best shows ever Uh, josh we saw greg sankey last year step in to shut down the nick saban jimbo fisher beef because it got so nasty i can imagine that big 10 coaches across the league are pretty fed up with the lack of discipline from the conference uh, in, in regards to michigan's cheating scandal uh, and there was audio that surfaced today of James Franklin making three or four not-so-veiled references to the film that is provided to the coaches. That's all they are going to study ahead of the Michigan game. Uh, what do you believe the league has told coaches as far as how they are or are not allowed to handle this and attack Michigan publicly? It's probably sounded a lot like an HR investigation, which, as we all know, just infuriates everyone. I better say that quietly around here. That infuriates everyone. And so I think they've probably gotten listened to, and they've probably gotten head nods, but that's it. And so they probably look back across the table and say, okay, the head nod's great, 
You telling me you hear me is great. What are you going to do about it? And really, I don't think they know. Now, I do believe at this point Michigan has been told, here's what we think we're going to do to you, and they have that obligatory window that they can respond in, and I think that's that's up any minute now. So, I mean, we'll have news coming out imminently from Ann Arbor one way or the other. But, I mean, what's the punishment? That's what we don't know yet. What's the recommended punishment? What does the Big Ten think will suffice? And at this point, especially with Michigan showing they're ready to draw their own sword and really go scorched earth on the conference, <laughs> can, imagine, can you imagine being Tony Petiti walking in and this is what you deal with? And by the way, I mentioned on Lake Kick last night, you guys know growing up in the South. Man, in the South, you grow up and you are taught from on high in Big Ten country you guys down there are knuckle draggers. Up here, we do it a little bit differently. And then all of a sudden, I'm looking north, and I see all the scandal that I was told I grew up with in the SEC, and it's really wild. It's like the entire sport inverted itself. Josh Pate joining us here, host of the Late Kick Show, part of 24-7 Sports. You can check it out on YouTube, as hundreds of thousands do. Josh, uh, sticking with James Franklin, I get a kick out of your literal interpretation of overrated, and literally speaking, you're right. The problem that Penn State fans have is they're tired of being the bridesmaid. So I want to ask you, Josh, has a coach ever needed a big game more than James Franklin does against Michigan right now? Uh, Well, the answer is probably yes, but it's a short list if the answer is yes. So your point's well taken. It would be monumental for him. And James Franklin doesn't normally get to say this, but he's got the wind of the entire country in his collective sales at Penn State this week because everyone else wants to see Michigan bite the dust as well. His own conference wants to see Michigan bite the dust. So James Franklin may get the ride out of the stadium on the shoulders Rudy treatment if he were to pull that off Saturday. But to do it, he's – it's got to just be incremental. It's got to be a little more than they've been able to do. What you were referencing was something I talked about on the show last night. I am not a believer Franklin's overrated. I believe he's totally properly rated. And um, I actually use the evidence that people throw at me against them. They throw the stat that he's 3-16 and 16 against top 10 teams at me as evidence he's overrated. Well, that's not evidence of anything other than he's 3-16 and 16 against top 10 teams. What I want to know is, How many of those games was he favored in? Because if you're losing as a favorite over and over again, that means you're overrated. If I look at it, though, and I see he was only favored in one of those 19 games, and he actually won that game, by the way, that's not being overrated. That is losing to the teams you're supposed to lose to. That is beating the teams you're supposed to beat. And then the follow-up I always get is, well, he shouldn't have been underdogs that many times. Well, that's a different conversation. If you think he should be achieving more, okay, I'll grant you that. We can have that conversation. But he's not overrated. But if they were to win Saturday, all of a sudden he starts doing something that he hasn't historically done, and he takes the next step, and that program takes the next step. And, Mark, I know we do upset picks, and I don't think we're done talking about this game because I'm going back to this well in a few minutes. How about that? Josh, the narrative six or seven weeks ago, was that Deion Sanders is revolutionizing coaching in a coach's first season. He's doing things that have never been done in a first season. The narrative now is that Deion is making rash decisions, firing coordinators in the middle of the season. How do you reconcile those two diametrically opposed narratives surrounding Deion's program, and, and you know where is he right now? Diesel, you know a fair amount about pro wrestling, right? 
No, I don't. I don't follow okay, it at all. Good, good. Then settle, settle in around the campfire here. Are you afraid of the dark style? Let me toss some sand on the flame. <laughs> and here is what I equate it to. In the old school, especially people in the Carolinas will know what I'm talking about here. In the old school territory days, they had a term called hot shotting. And what would happen if you hot shot at a town is you'd come into that little town, come into Spartanburg or Greenville or something like that, knowing that you're going to move on. You're not running that town over and over again. So you can just you can go full grand finale fireworks style. You can give them every main event level match. You can pull out all the weapons and the chairs and the tables because you don't have to try and outdo yourself next week. You just move on. That's called hot shotting. Well, Deion Sanders has kind of hot shotted that program out there. And there was a lot of bluster and there was a lot of attention on it early on. And it was really fun to talk about. The real world happened and football started to occur and results started to stack themselves. And now what do you do if you've hot shotted things and it starts to not work out? Uh, man, unlike hot shotting and pro wrestling, you got to keep coming back every Saturday. So what do you do? You don't have an answer to that question. So you just start doing what people would call making rash decisions. And that's exactly what it did with Sean Lewis. And if, by the way, if there's nothing else uh, behind the scenes that we don't know about with Sean Lewis, that is one of the worst moves I've seen in a long time in coaching. I say that very hesitantly because I know we never see the full picture. But if we're seeing most of the picture, that was amazingly short-sighted to me. Wow. Josh Pate joining us here, host of the Late Kick Show, uh, here with Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Josh, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you see as much of Shane Beamer as we see around here. Uh, you cover the the whole scope of college football, but week after week, um, I continue to see the behavior of somebody who's not acting like a CEO. And he's, you know, when he's when he loses, he's breaking bones, his own bones. Uh, when he wins, uh, he's got a massive chip on his shoulder, has a how you like me now moment. You guys are miserable people. We're going to celebrate beating Jacksonville State. And I, I just don't fully understand what his issue is. And I was wondering, Josh, if if Shane Beamer came to you as a friend, what advice would you give him? Well, I'd say make what other people think about you none of your business, but it's very hard. It's easy for someone like me to say that because I really, truly just don't care what other people think, aside from family and close friends and whatnot. I just don't care. You can love or hate. I don't really care. I would prefer that you love me, but I don't really care. Jane Beamer is not that kind of personality. Uh, he is a guy who really strongly cares about what other people think about him. Dabo's the same way. They care about what other people think. I think Beamer probably – uh, wears that on his sleeve a little bit more. And I'm not, I'm not really saying that this is a detrimental character flaw or anything, but it can be. Because when times get tough, you start to exacerbate the situation instead of deadpanning it or playing it off. And, Mark, I don't care if after your press conference you go and punch a hole in the wall as long as it's outside of public view. But when you start allowing people to know they've gotten under your skin, that is like, that is like fuel for any kind of hater out there. And trust me, there are plenty of them that want to target Shane Beamer. And then the fuel to their fire even further is you losing football games. So I would say that. Uh, I wouldn't even give him football advice. I'm not qualified to give him football advice as much as I would just say, dude, you, you, are, you, are, you could avoid so many of these headaches if you, just, if you just turn the ears off for a second or reprogram them to only hear certain things. But I know how 
much easier said that is than done. Josh Pate joining us here on the show. Okay, Josh, I've got something for you here today. I went back and I studied the last 10 national champions. Uh, basic statistics, offensive and defensive rankings. And what I found, Josh, was that the worst individual unit from the last 10 national champions, Alabama's offense in 2015, was 44th. So right around the very bottom of the top third of offenses in America. Uh, so what, what do the last 10 national champions have in common? All 10 were in the top 10 in total offense or total defense, okay? That, that much is true. And so if, you, if you've got a, a single-digit unit ranking, that bodes very, very well. The other unit needs to be in the top third of all national uh, of the entire uh, nation. So that leaves us, Josh, applied to this year with three teams who are the three teams that I've been telling my audience for the last couple of weeks are the only three that can win the national championship this year. Oregon, Georgia, and Michigan. Um, now, I want to ask you, Josh, if there was one team outside of that group that you think might have enough to win it all, uh, who would it be? Because Oregon, Georgia, and Michigan all meet that criteria. Yeah, I'd go with Alabama pretty quickly. Uh, the thinking there is if I slice the season in half, so I just take the back half of the season, that's a much better indicator of the team that you are in December. And I think if you were to go that route with an Alabama, for example, if you just take, you know, last couple of weeks, let's start last week for, for the sake of argument and move on from there, you're probably looking at a team that fits that stat category and that profile a little more readily. And then also you've got to account for another common trait amongst a lot of those teams, and that is they scale performance late in the year. They rapidly improve. Dabo's teams have done that every year they've won a title. Even some years they didn't win the title. They've done that. And so I'm looking for a team that has that kind of potential, that kind of uh, roster makeup and the potential. And I think Alabama absolutely is that. I heard Urban Meyer talking earlier today. You know, they, they were asking him about Percy Harvin. And he said, there's a Percy Harvin in college football this year. It's just that he plays at Alabama and they happen to have him at quarterback. And I thought about it for a second. And I, look, Percy Harvin's a transcendent athlete, but I was on the field last weekend watching Bama LSU, and I didn't think Percy Harvin, but I thought the same thing. I thought, have they unlocked Jalen Milrow? Like, have they figured out the right way to use him? Because if they have, um, they've got a good enough defense, and they've got good enough complementary pieces. They had eight guys catch balls the other night. It's not a one-man show there. Jermaine Burton didn't do anything in that game the other night, and he distributed, but he also ran the ball for half a mile. That's the team that I'd be most worried about finding a different gear come late November. It's time, Josh. Time for your upset pick, my friend. And I will have you know, Josh, you are doing mighty nice in the upset pick challenge right now. You are in 11th place. All right. So you're just outside of the top 10. Uh, the, um, the first place guys have 40. Josh, you have 23 and a half. What are you thinking? Yeah, so Penn State's going to beat Michigan Saturday, Mark. Five and a half points is what I'm going to, I guess, uh, run the run the risk of putting on the line. I'm taking Penn State, though. I'm also betting the money line. Obviously, that's the name of the game, an upset special. So give me those five and a half points. I'm taking Penn State. We'll be watching Inside College Football tonight, pal. Thank you so much for all you do. Congratulations on all the blessings that have come your way. Well learned. 
Have a great one. I appreciate it, Mark. Thank you. Take care. Josh Pate, the host of the Late Kick Show, Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, right here. Uh, joining us here on the Fan Upstate. Uh, great stuff, as always, guys, from uh, from Josh. And uh, super excited, always super excited to have him on with us. All right, are your upset picks coming in? We've got Kyle D going <laughs> Miami plus 15.5 over Florida State wide right. Uh, Mongo says, Spur Daddy needs to meet me in Greer to give me his fan card. Uh, let's see here. Mark, you can't do that on television. I remember that. Best Nick show in the 80s and 90s. Double Dare was the all-time goat. The, well. They, 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 to me, Diesel, that was the all-time goat. The, no one could ever ride the tricycle through the, like, chocolate syrup. Right. Do you remember that? Double Dare was great. But they took it to the next level with Guts. Okay. Nickelodeon Guts. It was a kids' competition I show I never saw that. that ended up with the kids trying to race up this artificial mountain called the Agro Crag, <laughs> and the the trophy was just some stupid-looking hunk of metal and plastic and lights. It was amazing. I wanted to be on that show so bad. Guts trumps Legends of the Hidden Temple any day. That said, Legends of the Hidden Temple, still a great show. Up next, my friends, I will give you my upset pick of the week. That's on the flip side. Here on the show that gives you both sides. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Uh, let's see here. Guts with Mike O'Malley was the name of the show, a texter says. A texter, another texter says, did I miss the updated standings? Yes, sir. That always happens in the 4 o'clock segment, but we will uh, reissue the top 10 in our upset pick standings coming up at the top 5 at 5. Brandon, tied for the lead, says, give me Stanford over Oregon State and the 20 and a half. They pulled one last week. Let's let it ride. Let's let it ride, my friends. Uh, Okay, guys, it is time for my upset pick. Time for my upset pick. I considered five games. Five games I considered. Here they are. I considered Utah plus nine and a half at Washington. Didn't go well hosting Oregon a few weeks ago, but uh, and I know Washington beat Oregon, but I think what you're going to see is Oregon destroys Washington in the rematch. Uh, I consider that game because Washington is a team that is beating itself lately, and you can't do that when you play Utah. You just just can't do that. I considered Arkansas State for, against South Alabama for all the reasons that Diesel and Delvin discussed. I considered West Virginia plus 13 at Oklahoma. Why? Because I, I just wonder how much – got a really demoralized team there. You know, Oklahoma's lost its mojo the last couple of weeks losing to Kansas, losing in the last bedlam, right? But in the end, folks, it came down to two games for me, and these were the two that I wrestled with, all right? Up first, I got a funny feeling about this, man. I got a really funny feeling. Mississippi State plus 18.5 at Texas A&M. That's the home run pick, okay? Um, why? Well, because A&M's not playing for anything anymore. They're playing for the head coach's job. I'm told that they don't – I get the sense that they don't particularly like Jimbo Fisher 
all that much. Not, not I wasn't told, but I get the sense that you know the, the the level of passion for saving his job. Like he's not the kind of guy that builds these super strong relationships with players. I just have this weird feeling about this game that we're going to be looking up in the third quarter and Mississippi State's going to have a lead, okay? Um, because they're still trying and they still caring. They're still caring, and I'm not sure Texas A&M is anymore. But that's not what I went with. That's not what I went with. And maybe I'll, I'll look back and regret this. Uh, I'm going this, – this team, ladies and gentlemen, is the most Florida-like team on the West Coast. Okay, now what do I mean by that? They're the most Florida-like team. They're a totally different team home and road. Totally different team. Don't win on the road, never lose at home. That was the case for Florida until last week against Arkansas. I'm going BYU and seven over Iowa State. They're getting Iowa State at home. They've been road-weary. They've been getting pummeled in the Big 12 at home. Their home crowd does not let them do that. They don't let them do that at, at home. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for the seven points, and I'm going to go BYU uh, plus seven over Iowa State. How do you feel? Oh, JC, three minutes ago, chose BYU plus seven over Iowa State, and he's now firmly regretting that move. John Corley is taking a swing with what I said previously. Mississippi State plus 18 over Texas A&M. Cowboy Noel is also chiming in with his upset pick. He is going USC plus 15 over Oregon. USC, USC, he says, has to prove themselves this week after firing the defensive coach. And Oregon always chokes. Oregon's got an unbelievable roster. Matt Jay also chiming in right now with Mississippi State over Texas A&M. You guys got the same feeling that around that one that I do? You know, it's, it's it's it might be big swing time, right? It might be really big swing time, and I just you know what is A and M playing for anymore? You know, uh, Cowboy Noel just took USC over Oregon. What is USC playing for anymore? You got a bunch of people telling Caleb Williams to shut it down, stop playing. I mean, we're we're in that time of the year now. Davo Sweeney always does an unbelievable job of getting his team rallying the troops, right? Even when they've lost their goals, he gets them to still, you know, just to still bring it, bring the lunch pail. Um, And fortunately, there's no additional letdown game on Clemson's schedule for me, right? Why? Because Georgia Tech is at home. The home crowd won't allow it, all right? Uh, Number two, because North Carolina is at home, and that's a big game, Drake May, et cetera, okay? And number three, even though South Carolina is a road game, it's your rival road game, right? So there are no more letdown potential games, in my opinion, on uh, on Clemson's schedule right now. And that combined with Dabo really kind of doing a good job finding ways to motivate a team when they've kind of lost what they're playing for, that says something, right? That says something. And then how about South Carolina playing for bowl eligibility. You know, like, I I do think, you know, I'm not saying South Carolina goes up this week in class. I think Jacksonville State is better than Vanderbilt, and I think you're going to see that over the course of this game. You're going to say, well, okay, yeah, South Carolina's been in control over Vanderbilt the whole way through. Didn't feel like this against Jacksonville State. 
I think this is going to be a, a very rare, comfortable win for the Gamecocks, right? The flip side is, right, that then the, the class steps up. But beginning now, every week, the class is going to step up. You're going to go from about a 2 out of 10 with Vanderbilt to a 6 out of 10 with Kentucky to a 7 out of 10 with Clemson. You know, can you beat a 6-level team, a 7-level team at home? Florida is the very epitome of a 5-team. Scale of 1 to 10, Florida's a 5, right? South Carolina had Florida dead to rights at home. Threw the game away, right? Threw the game away. Um, and, you know, now with, with Florida scuffling, that looks like a, a massive, massive missed opportunity. All right, let's see here. Leprechaun of Lyman chiming in with Utah plus nine and a half over Washington. John Dog, all you guys are listening to me today. This feels great. Mississippi State over AM and 18 points. Hurricane Jeff says, I've got a feeling about this game. Miami has been beating teams. They should not beat, and losing to teams they should beat. Well, your name is Hurricane Jeff, Jeff, so how can I take what you're saying seriously? How can I do it? They are 14-point underdogs in this game, and I'm going to ride with my Hurricanes against the Seminoles for 14 points. So says Hurricane Jeff. Mark L.O. Ducks doing the always smart thing, going Penn State plus 4.5 over Michigan. Wow. Wow. You know, why might that be on point? Because we don't know what Michigan is without cheating, right? You know, if if you cheated on an exam and got an 86 or a 96 because you cheated, how do we know what you would have gotten if you didn't cheat? How do we know who Michigan is without the sign stealing? We don't. We're finding out, right? The top five at five is coming your way next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.